0: Hello, everybody. This is Liz, back with another mini episode of Passionate Spicy Sugar. Yes, this week we are going to have another mini episode as Crystal um, is still away being the cutest of cute chipmunks. (laughs) Um, uh, So hopefully she will be back soon. Um, I just hope she gets better and, you know, it's good that she takes this time. To get better and heal first, um, and hopefully, you know, bring the swelling down in her cheeks. Um, But until she comes back, we're going to do mini episodes. So um, this week, we are going to talk about um, a little bit about Mackinac Island and uh, kind of a bit about its history. It's from an article, what we're getting our information from, is from an article um, called A Look at Six Haunted Places in Michigan. It is, once again, at michigan.org on the Pure Michigan website. Um, And so we're going to talk about Mackinac Island a little bit today. Um, Before that, though, I wanted to kind of talk about um, you know, an update to things that are, are, are going on. We're seeing like a lot of states starting to op- up, open up and stuff like that slowly, but surely people are starting, some people are starting to be able to go back to work. And with that, like some businesses and restaurants and, you know, things like that are starting to reopen. And, you know, we're seeing this happen all across uh, the U.S. and I'm sure it's also been happening in many places across the world but some of the news stories that have been coming in from that have been pretty um, not so great <laughs> when you consider that uh, Red Lobster which was doing you know, uh, pickup delivery or pickup, um, possibly delivery in some places, but they were doing pickup orders for mother's day. And, you know, in many places, you know, customers had to wait a long time. And of course that led to customers getting irritated. There's a video out there of one customer hitting one of the, uh, workers at one of these restaurants because she got so frustrated. There's another story of, you know, of a a ice cream shop that reopened, and um, they were doing basically, like, call-ahead orders only, and then people saw it was open, and they tried to get out of their vehicles, and they were told not to. And in this story, with the ice cream parlor, their youngest employee kind of got... The worst of it, and um, this happened in Massachusetts, I believe. It's uh, I'm getting it from a WILX um, news article uh, at WILX.com, and the name of the article is "More than $35,000 Raised for a Teenage Ice Cream uh, Shop Employee Verbally Assaulted by Customers." So based on the title, you can tell that some good did come out of it. But at this ice cream shop, a teenage employee who's just trying to save up money for, you know, for her future plans and everything like that, plans after high school and such, um, was verbally assaulted by, you know, uh, customers rushing to this place that opened up um without knowing that it was, you know, call ahead orders only and you know and just yelling and screaming at her amongst other employees and we're seeing this happen more and more as places are starting to open up and so i just want to put out there like a word of caution you know and a word of advice be kind to these businesses that are starting to open up listen to them if they tell you not to get out of your car. Know that that is for good reason. Okay, as we start to open back up the economy, one of the things that's trying to be done is to prevent a kind of relapse or resurgence of um, the uh, of the coronavirus. You know, from from you know trying to affect a large amount of the you know populace again. So they're trying to do things slowly and, you know, with direction. So if someone gives you directions, listen to them. Don't sit there and yell and scream at them. Be happy that they're even opening up for one thing. Be happy that they're able to be back to work. Be happy that you get to start to enjoy some of your favorite local businesses again. But don't sit there and yell and scream at people who are just doing their jobs. You know, we see this a lot And I think me and Crystal have talked about it before in one of our previous episodes. In the service industry, we see a lot of people, you know, sit there and berate and put down people who, you know, work at restaurants, who who work at, at, um, you know, fast food restaurants, who work at stores, who, you know, work in various industries that service you. And you should respect the work they're doing, especially during, you know, a pandemic where they're starting to allowed to be back open. They're choosing to open back up, but obviously they're going to open back up with some safety precautions. If, if, you know, if a store has a sign up saying, wear a mask, wear a mask. It's not that hard. You know, yeah, you may feel like, oh, you know, it doesn't affect me. Or whatever. But a mask isn't meant to protect you, okay? It's not meant to just protect you. It's meant to protect everyone else that you are coming into proximity of, everyone else you are coming into contact with when you go home. That's who it's meant to protect. And it's really just following the CDC guidelines that we've talked about before. Washing your hands, keeping your hands away from your face as much as possible, wear a mask out in public so that if you have contracted COVID and you don't know it because you're asymptomatic or you're not showing symptoms yet, um, you don't, you know, you minimize the possibility of that being spread to other people because as Crystal and I have stated before, it takes one person like literally just one person to spread it to a group of people so you know don't be angry at these businesses for you know maybe not being able to move as fast as you'd like to them to as they're reopening and thus supply lines are being reestablished as well that's a part of it too is that the supply chain for, the food they are providing you is starting to start up again as well. So there's going to be some delay. There's going to be some back orders. And yes, there are going to be places that are going to have instructions for you, not only for your safety, but for the safety of their employees as well. And that needs to be, you know, accepted and respected. So I just wanted to throw that out at the beginning of this episode because, you know, we were a little mad before with the way people were being kind of meh with the whole like stay at home order. But, you know, to see people, you know, businesses opening up and people who have been demanding it for so long that going out to these businesses and being so rude and so like just disgustingly horrible to some of these employees is ridiculous. Like, Check yourself. Check yourself before you wreck yourself and just, you know, be kind to one another and especially be kind to these businesses that are opening up to you and your communities again. Um, You know, the good news that did come out of this ice cream shop situation is that uh, I believe it was the ice cream shop's owner at the Polar uh, Cave ice cream parlor. It says it's in Mashpee Massachusetts in here is that I think he was the one that started a GoFundMe for the girl and uh, they've been able to raise I think $36,000 is what it said as of Tuesday which surpassed the fundraiser's goals of $25,000 so you know that's an amazing thing that he did to kind of go above and beyond the employee she did wind up quitting because of the situation And, um, you know, but at least she'll have some funds to continue to put towards her future plans or education or whatever she may be doing. So, you know, a great thing that the owner did um, to kind of extend that that kind hand out to his his worker. They did say that things have improved as, you know, news has spread. So, you know, if you guys see people being rude in your community, you know, make sure to to spread the news, to just be kind, calm down, be kind, be patient, because um, a lot of businesses are going to be slow in getting up to full operation again. So, just a note in the very beginning. Um, as for my week... How has my week been? Uh, Well, I've been having to do um, quite a bit of uh, 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 work on some things at work. (laughs) Work was a little stressful this week um, as I had to get some things fixed in order for me to do um, some other parts of my job. So it's been a little bit of a stressful week for me. Um, But on the plus side of things, uh, I did get a, um, I did get to hug a a stuffed, fluffy Tanamon uh, today. <laughs> and if you don't know what Tanamon is, Tanamon is a Digimon from Digimon. Digital monsters, all those uh, kids that are, or all those grownups that were kids <laughs> when I was young will understand. Um, Digimon it, uh, was uh, one of the animated shows that I enjoyed growing up. So, you know, uh, Tantamon is the, um, one of the forms of Palamon who was Mimi's Digimon in Digimon Digital Monsters. So I get to hug a fluffy Tantamon now, (laughs) um, but without further ado, let's go ahead and move into, um, be uh, talking a little bit about Mackinac Island and kind of its history stories. And just before, before I forget, and before we get started here too, I am once again recording directly to Anchor, and so I won't be doing any editing for this episode, so just know I apologize once again for any squeaks, squawks, or odd noises that would normally be edited out. Or minimized through my editing process. Um, But this helps make it quick and easier for me as I'm recording by myself. So, all right. This is on Michigan.org, which is the uh, Michigan um, Pure Michigan website. And it's the title of the article, once again, is a look at six haunted places in Michigan. Actually, I don't know if I mentioned that, but it is a look at six haunted places in Michigan. And uh, we are talking about number six, which talks about Fort homes, back trails, and cemeteries, as well as Mission Point Resort, Mackinac Island. So um, for those who don't know, Mackinaw Island is a kinda it is a island um, in in between uh, Michigan's lower and upper Peninsula. Uh, many people say that it has the shape of a turtle. and it is a very historical area with um, various forts and things around there. And you have to take like a ferry, a special ferry, out to it. The Mackinac Island ferries, one of those to go out there. Um, Shepler's, I think is one of the companies, one of the fair companies that takes you out to Mackinac Island, um, when the waters are clear. And it is an Island where, uh, the only vehicles that for the most part that are allowed to be operated on there are emergency vehicles. Um, and, you know, and, you know, a few other vehicles, I think it was the vice president went up there or, or something like uh, some big political figure went up there um, not too long ago. And there was a big like hullabaloo about it in Michigan because uh, they insisted on using vehicles to get to, I think they were having a meeting at the Grand um, Resort up there. And so, you know, there was a big hullabaloo about that, um, whereas for the most part during good weather, especially horse-drawn carriages or bicycles or walking is pretty much the modes of transportation. So um, this article uh, does say Mackinac Island is one of the most historic, and beautiful, and unique locations in the country, which is true. I have been there twice. And it's very gorgeous, very beautiful, and a wonderful place to be. Um, It was once home to Native American settlements, way before, like, you know, uh, European exploration began in the 17th century. Um, The island saw at least two battles during the War of 1812. And over the centuries, it has been the scene of many tragic deaths. So from this, of course, come many legends and ghost stories and things like that. Um, Many seem to believe the beautiful Grand Hotel is the primary focus of the ghastly phenomenon. So I think I mentioned before, perhaps in the last mini-episode that the Grand Hotel has a big history of its own. Many a famous people have visited the Grand Hotel. And there have, uh, so far, the Grand Hotel has not permitted any paranormal investigations. Although I do believe within recent years, it has come under new management. So who knows, maybe they'll be able to get some paranormal investigations underway at the Grand Hotel um, soon. Um, another location believed to be kind of haunted in Mackinac is Fort Mackinac. Um, it has a rich history with many tragic stories behind its stone fortress. Um, but it also has not permitted any paranormal investigations. Uh, so the stories they say in this article, the stories just remain stories. So um, they go into talking about the areas that do have recorded evidence. And the first is Mission Point Resort. Mission Point has gone through many changes, it says, since its beginning in 1827. The area first served as a missionary school for children of mixed Native American-European blood, For a short time, it served as Mackinac College, and today it's a luxury resort on the island's east side. Based on their multiple investigations, the stories of its hauntings have at least some basis in truth. Evidence has been recorded in the theater, outside grounds, and some of its rooms, according to Todd Clements, author of Haunts of Mackinac, Um, so it seems there is a book about this, which is pretty cool. Um, a common thread for haunting seems to be a young college student back in the 1970s who reportedly committed suicide. They refer to him as Harvey. Although the official report is suicide, Todd suspects Harvey's death may have been murder. They believe like Todd that more than Harvey, of course, haunts the resort. Um, So the next thing they talk about is the ruins of Fort Holmes. When they first investigated the old ruins, they were hoping to identify evidence pointing to soldiers. Instead, what was captured was disembodied voices speaking Ojibwa. Other areas where evidence was captured is the old post cemetery and several back trails on the Island. One of the trails was the road where Harvey's body was found. These are just a few locations on Mackinac Island that they had discovered paranormal activity. Um, And they kind of reemphasize in the article that it has a very rich history with century old buildings um, and there are sure to be many more to be discovered. So, outside of being known for its delicious Mahna Island fudge, Mackinaw Island also has, you know, ruins of forts, um, very, you know, uh, uh, well-known touristy locations um, that have their own history, like Arch Rock Um, and, uh, I believe there's a place on the island called Hell's Kitchen or something like that. That's so foreboding, (laughs) but, um, there's like all these like different, uh, interesting, um, nature, like formation, natural nature formations on Mackinac Island, as well as a lot of trails um Mackinac Island is you know an island that that like there's you know of course the well-traveled and and well populated areas where most people basically where the ferries come in and most of the tourists go but then there are also some very nice like back woodsy areas on Mackinac Island. So there's certainly a lot of history there and a lot to probably be discovered. Um, probably some things that haven't been discovered yet, um, as well, like who knows what they'd find in some of those woods and stuff, you know? Um, I have visited, I think, Fort Mackinac, Mackinac, No, I think Mackinac's the one across the river. There's a lot of forts up there, (laughs) and I've visited a couple of them. The one on the island, they like if you ever get the chance to visit it, they do talk about some of these stories and they give you some of the wonderful history associated with the fort and the island. Very much encourage if you're going to visit Michigan that you definitely consider visit visiting. Mackinac Island. Outside of Mackinac Island, though, uh, Michigan does have its very own mystery spot. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, the mystery spots in uh, across the, the country, I don't know if they have spots in other places around the world, but they're basically just tourist locations, right? But, you know, aside from that, traveling up into the UP you have beautiful places in Michigan that have their own history and stuff outside of Mackinac Island such as Takwamanm Falls and um, we do have a hell Michigan if you want to visit hell just for fun <laughs> um, but uh, Michigan is seems to be full of its own history and ghost stories. There are a few other ones they cover in this article, including Michigan's First State Prison, which is number five, and that's located in Jackson, Michigan. They cover um, one of the lighthouses. We talked about a lighthouse last time. This one is the Sewell Choi Point Lighthouse in Gulliver. There's the Whitney Restaurant in Detroit, and the Terrace Inn um, in Petoskey, as well as the Do- Doherty Hotel in Clare. And there are also some historical places from my one of my hometowns, which is Coldwater, Michigan, where we have the uh, these like house museums. We have the Wing House Museum. And then I think there's one called the Dollhouse or something like that. There's like a couple in Coldwater, water and in cold water, we also have the Tibbetts opera house, which is a very historical location um, that has a wonderful history and some wonderful, spooky ghost stories of its own that, you know, I heard when I did shows and was in theater in high school, we always heard that cause that's where we'd perform was the Tibbetts opera house. Um, so Uh, probably when Crystal comes back, we'll have to talk more about this stuff because I'm sure this is some stuff she's interested in as well. But um, so that is our mini episode for today. We talked very briefly about Mackinac. I'll have to look into it more and maybe we'll come back to it later and talk more about the fort, one of the forts on the island. Um, But I hope you enjoyed this mini episode. I hope you all are staying safe. And staying home, if you're supposed to be staying home, remember, if you go out, wear a mask. It's just kind of, it's not only for, you know, safety for, you know, those you come in contact with and your relatives, but it's also kind of a kind and nice gesture to people who are working during this pandemic um, to help them and their families out as well. And without further ado, just stay strong and stay sweet. Bye-bye. Enjoy your weekend.